Divorce doesn't just affect the parents and children involved. From co-workers and employees to friends, neighbors, and spouses, the toxic fallout of divorce and years of mismanaged conflict can touch us all, all over North Carolina and America, changing the way we approach the world. Ashley Nicole Russell believes in a better way forward. Drawing on her personal and professional experience, Ashley Nicole is changing the conversation around divorce and conflict resolution as a whole. Providing thoughtful insight into this culture of conflict and the statistical effect on children and adults while offering collaborative strategies at home and in the workplace. It's time to find a better way forward, both individually and as a community of people across America, here on Divorce Healthy. Divorce Healthy listeners, we are here with you today on our season of Collaborative to be discussing the best female, most amazing powerhouse collaborative attorneys in the state of North Carolina. Not all of them, but just a few of them here with me today that are in NC Can with me. And wanted to just bring you guys these two phenomenal women and their stories and their journeys with Collaborative and how much they've contributed to the state of North Carolina so that we can really focus on Collaborative in this season and make sure that we get you guys so much information for these hard decisions that you're making. And so thank you for being with us in this season. And thank you, Irene and Robin from Charlotte, North Carolina, for joining me. Thanks. Hi, Ashley Nicole. Thanks for having us. Yay. So I'm going to kind of let both of you individually tell a little bit of background story as to what drew you to Collaborative. And what I think I really want to hear, because I know your stories are so compelling, is what is the thing that made that decision for you, that Collaborative was where you wanted to practice? It is such a passion practice. And so most people involved in it are very passionate about Collaborative. And I know the two of you are. And so I want that to come out so that people can kind of hear that and be gravitated towards collaborative here in North Carolina for all the reasons that we know it's amazing. So I'm going to start with Robin. Can you talk to me about your journey with collaborative and what created such a passion for you around it? Yes. Thank you, Ash and Nicole, so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. I, I appreciate it. My name is Robin Mermans, and I um, run Road to Resolution, Collaborative Family Law and Divorce Mediation in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I started this journey back in 2009 when I went through my own divorce. And at the time, um, I started in 2008, but um, at the time, Collaborative was not part of the vernacular of family law by any stretch. Mediation started to be, but I wasn't aware of it at the time. So my then husband and I did what everyone does, and I hired an attorney and paid my retainer, and he hired his attorney and paid his retainer. And we were people who would have been great candidates for a collaborative process, but again, we didn't know about the process. And what ensued from that was disastrous. Um, we were told not to talk to each other. We were told not to negotiate with each other. We ended up living under the same roof and having a very contentious relationship that wasn't, I mean, you know, it wasn't obviously great. <laughs> we were getting a divorce, but it wasn't combative. And we had two small children, um, Ellie and Buchanan. They were 
six and nine at the time. And fast forward six months, we had blown through our retainers and we had nothing to show for our um, time and effort and financial resources. And we sat in the garage with a pad of paper and a pen and we structured our agreement based on the information that we'd gathered from our attorneys. So what I did at the time, I was actually working for a Fortune 500 company in their law department, but as a compliance specialist. So I knew enough about the law, but not, you know, enough to be dangerous. But um, (laughs) I left that process frustrated, felt taken advantage of, and knew there had to be a better way. And I learned of mediation. And so I literally left my job, hung out a shingle, and became a certified mediator. And about six months to a year into that process, I realized I was going to be slapped at some point with unlawful practice of law because it's really hard to mediate two divorcing um, couples without venturing into the law. And that's called pro se mediation for those that don't um, aren't familiar with it. There's caucus mediation where you each have attorneys and clients and then the mediator goes back and forth. And then pro se mediation, which was what I was practicing, was just working with two parties alone. So I enrolled in law school. And while in law school, again, never learned about collaborative, um, but did graduate. <laughs> did graduate. We did talk about mediation quite a bit in law school, but graduated, passed the North Carolina and South Carolina bar and started practicing law with, again, the emotional and mental mindset of helping people resolve their issues in a problem-solving manner, but not really being familiar with collaborative. And once I learned about collaborative, I was hooked. It was exactly exactly what I was looking for, right? Two parties still have attorneys, so you're not in that unlawful practice of law landscape. And you're problem-solving, and you're helping people ideally close a chapter and start a new one in a healthy manner, most importantly for the children when there are children involved. So I am very passionate about it. I truly believe that 99.9% of cases should be in collaborative. Um, There are some unique instances where litigation is required, but I think with the right attorneys, all cases can be collaborative. And people often say, well, we're, you know, we're not amicable, we don't get along. And I said, as long as you're honest and fully disclosing, we can help you navigate. So from the moment I learned about collaborative, I was all in. And I'm fortunate enough to have people like Irene King in Charlotte to work with. And she's truly one of my most favorite attorneys, collaborative attorneys to work with in Charlotte. She's bought into it equally as much as I have. And we're both passionate about it. And and very um, committed to the process because it's easy for people to waver. And so I appreciate the opportunity again to share it. The name of your firm. Yes. God, thank you so much, Robin. The name of your firm is so indicative of you and the practice that you have committed to in resolving disputes. And I think that that So many things that you mentioned there are so crucial. One is the lack of awareness. That is the biggest thing that we're fighting with collaborative and mediation and just people being able to understand how do I resolve my family issue outside of court just due to the nature of a family law case and whether or not it belongs within a courthouse or if it's better in a garage. And I love that imagery because it's like, I know the kids are inside. You don't want them to know you're in the garage. I see you guys in like, 
like camping like those tailgate chairs you know just like this but that's exactly right doing it because it's what's better for the kids and without your awareness and it being a little bit of an obstacle but you guys still made it through but we can make it so much less of an obstacle if we are able to get the awareness out there and and another thing that was so true about your story in so many cases and I think Irene will be able to relate to this as well is you were ostracized from your husband. You were ostracized from the co-parent. You were ostracized from your family. They were creating a line of ostracization of your children. And the attorneys were doing that because they felt like it was what they could do to best represent you or some format of that. But we all know that that is one of the most negative things that can happen in a family law case. And so many people can relate to that because it happens in so many cases. And both of you are doing such amazing work. That's why I'm I'm so glad that you were able to come on and that you accepted my invitation to come and talk about it here today because I just feel like every time I hear the stories, I'm just like, yes, those are the keys. Those are the keys that we keep trying to hit. You spent all that money and had nothing to show for it. Yet my, my I feel like my job in every case that I take is to make sure that my clients have something to show for the money that they spend with me. And I know that all of us feel very similar in that respect. And for an attorney to feel that way about the money that you give them is not a common occurrence. So now, Irene, when I was talking about the ostracization, don't you think that that is something that you can relate to in your incredibly powerful story? And can you please tell us about your firm and yourself? Yes, I'd love to. Thank you, Ashley, Nicole, and Robin. I really appreciate and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to work with lawyers like you in, in my practice. and what we're building as a collaborative community in Charlotte and around our state and you as well, Ashley, Nicole, Robin, your story really resonated with me. I appreciate so much that, that you found this way and this path and I'm glad to be on it with you. So let me tell you a little bit about me. I am the founder of King Collaborative Family Law. I'm about to start my 19th year of practicing law can't believe it's been that long, but I don't believe it either with a fully out of court practice. When I moved to Charlotte, however, in 2004, I began working with a litigation firm and one in town that is especially known for its family law practice. And right out of the gate, I was trained to be a gladiator in family law. I put on my armor every day. I took out my swords. I took out my books. I took out everything to fight with. And I fought really hard on behalf of families because really that's what I thought my job was. I took a very academic approach to the practice of law in that I was trained that if I was the most prepared, knew all of the arguments and used all of my theatrical skills in the courtroom, that I would win. And you always wanted to be a winner in the courtroom. And what I saw over time, and mind you, when I came to practice law, I was just a 25-year-old grad student who had worked her way up to uh, the practice of law. So I didn't know a whole lot about reality and life and all of the things that I know now in my 40s. But what I started to see as a young lawyer was that no matter what I did in the courtroom, the concept of winning 
turned out to be losing for families. And usually the casualties were children because my experience was that family court was the same concept as criminal court. It doles out winners and losers and it doles out punishment to wrongdoers. And the wrongdoers are usually parents just trying to one-up each other and, and using gamesmanship tactics until either there's nothing left in terms of resources, which you experienced, Robin, in some respects, or that the children age out and there's really nothing left to fight about in the court system. And so the conflict perpetuates after that. Regardless of how I really felt about going into the courtroom, I still did my job as hard as I possibly could for about 10 years. And then something drastically changed in my life and that my parents, after 45 years of marriage, got divorced. And they did what most people do is they each hired lawyers and they were in their late 60s at the time and lived in a different state, but they each hired lawyers and their lawyers gave them advice much like you, Robin, in your instance, don't talk to the other person, don't negotiate on your own behalf, you know, hold all the cards, don't disclose anything, don't answer any question that you're not asked, hide everything, spend all the money, you name it. And, and I'm, I say that somewhat in jest, but the tragedy happened when one of the lawyers advised one of my parents to not speak to me and engaged in warfare to such a level with me personally, and that, that lawyer would write me letters daring me to come as a board specialist in family law and come try my parents' case in another state, and advised one of my parents to not speak to me at all. And it, it recalibrated me in such a way that I really saw for the first time the tragedy that happens when people blindly hire what they consider to be authorities on the law and bark on a path that creates such a massive destruction of families. And uh, I felt like a casualty in the process and there was nothing I could do to change it. Uh, sometimes I felt like a five-year-old reduced to just watching mommy and daddy fight, and yet I was a very, I thought, well-respected member of the legal community who had no tools in my toolbox to be able to communicate with my parents in the way that would stop the conflict. So I did, I had a complete change in my entire mindset. And mind you, I didn't, I didn't really want to practice law anymore after I saw my parents go through this process. I, I was ready to hang up my entire career at that point. But instead of doing that, I dug in my heels and I did what I usually do is try to find a different way through a circumstance. I'm not a quitter. So I was able to get good mediation training and I became well-versed in collaborative law and that took some time to be able to get those skills up to speed. But I took course after course after course after course until I felt like I was ready in 2015 to close my litigation practice completely 
I'm going to start my own law firm. Yeah. And yes. And since then, I've been 100% dedicated to an hour court practice. I have not entered into a courtroom to try a case since 2015. So I draw, I drew a line in the sand and it's been so empowering, not only for me, but to be able to make a decision that I know has a huge impact on families, perhaps just one family at a time. Yep. But to be able to work in a way where I'm aligned with my own values and work with people like you, Ashley Nicole, and with Robin that are also aligned with your values, we can do really amazing things for families and keeping them out of the courtroom. We can keep them talking. We can ensure <laughs> that their next chapter will be a viable one for the family, even if they have to reframe the way that they look as they move forward with their lives. It's completely possible. And it's something that I am so grateful that I get to do every day. Irene, I mean, you can just hear it in her voice, the transformation. It is so amazing, the harmony that comes from you in this place that you're at now where you're providing such amazing work and saving families one day at a time. It really makes those scars feel so much better, like they had a purpose. And every time I hear your story, I start to just bubble up with emotion just because I'm so devastated by what happens to children and all of us are trying to do that no matter what age they are when their parents are pitted against each other like boxers in a boxing match it's never going to turn out well for the children and I think that that's why I wanted you know to get on here and hear you guys just because the stories are completely independent but you can hear the similarities of a broken system. That's what it boils down to is fitting a peg into a square hole. We're trying to force a family into, like you said, a criminal situation. But think about this imagery. If you get into a criminal trouble or you get into a traffic issue, do you expect to show up in court? You expect that your attorney is going to keep you away from court. That's what you expect if you hire a good attorney. How did it get so discombobulated that if you hire a great attorney, they're going to drag you through court for like the next 18 years of your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems so backwards. And it is because it's a it's a backwards way to be dealing with a family. A family needs to be protected and it needs to be cherished and it needs to just be respected at the end of the day, at the very least respected. And I think that's what we're trying to do. And you can hear it in your voices. And I think it's just amazing what we've done in the state of North Carolina already. What you guys have done in Charlotte is amazing. Um, for those of you who are listening all around the country and world, Charlotte is one of the biggest cities, if not the biggest city in the state of North Carolina, and it has a huge collaborative front now. You know, it's so sad to hear that all through law school, no mention, not a peep of collaborative, all through practice. I mean, your parents were going through this. You didn't have advice to give them of going to through collaborative because you'd never heard that that was the way that you were supposed to do it. And it's just amazing that so many people have been going through this life and they just never heard this tiny whisper that if heard would resonate in their mind somewhere and help them make a different decision. Everyone just thinks, you know, I have to go to court to have a resolution. And I think that that's our greatest, that's my greatest, at least 
it's my greatest responsibility to the state and to this country is to all the days of my life live out trying to help the awareness because I know that's the thing that would make all the difference in the world. Do you guys feel like that is like the mission? <laughs> yeah, and just to just to add to that, Ash and Nicole, I mean, to Irene's point about the winning and losing in court, when you're untangling a family, there is no winning and losing, right? It's, You've got one economy that you're trying to make two. You've got one family that you're trying to create two separate families that can live in harmony. There's no winning or losing. It's problem solving and untangling with mindfulness and thoughtfulness. And I just think it's disillusion of a marriage does not belong in the court system. I think where and how it ended up that way. I don't know, but um, I'm sure know. Irene knows, but it just <laughs> doesn't make sense, right? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And I think if people start looking at it as a problem to be solved rather than a war to be waged, and we as collaborative... Beautiful words. Yeah, and, and it's, we as collaborative attorneys, it's, we're guiding you. We're guiding you to help you untangle in a manner that works for everyone, not just a individual with the focus of the best interest of the entire family. And I just, again, it's people like us who, when we can come together with people who are struggling and not in a great time in their life, I mean, it's a great responsibility and a great privilege. And I say it to my clients all the time that I'm always honored when they invite me into one of the most difficult times in their life to help us guide them. And that's what we are. We're guides. And I think that's one of the things that's a hallmark of the collaborative process is you are going to make informed decisions. But what does it mean to you? How valuable would that feel if you were allowed to be the decision maker through your process? You know, like one of the scariest things about it I hear from clients is the unknown aspect or the fact that someone else will be making that decision or feeling like no decision will ever be made. But in the collaborative process, appropriately, we are going to give you all the information that we can help you develop that level of communication with the two of you. But at the end of the day, this is a self-governing process. You are going to make those decisions that are right for you and your family. You're going to come up with the schedule that is best for you and your family. And that's because you have the most knowledge to be able to make that decision. We are just going to give you the tools that you need to be able to do it in a beautiful format called the container to be able to do it in a way that you don't have to feel the pressure of the litigation system breathing down your neck. And so I think that the more that we can get this message out and that people can hear it, the, the better it is. But also I want to talk about how amazing the work we've already done here is. You know, this state is changing. The ABA is actually coming out with a uniform collaborative act. They're refocusing on that and are going to be rolling that out. It is the way that the world is moving. They're waking up to collaborative and mediation. And a lot of it is generational. We are now dealing with the adult children of divorce. That's the body of work that I focus on due to my own struggles. And that is what we're seeing is that those adult children are not going to, no matter what, put their children through what they went through because they know it was the life-altering moment of their life. And I think that that is our saving grace, really, is the fact that the pendulum always swings back. And when it's on the backs of the children who were affected, 
they're going to make the morally conscious decision because they were the tragedy. You're so right, Ashley Nicole. One aspect of the process that I think is crucial is that in the collaborative process, you have the opportunity to model to your children yes. that you can make good decisions, that you can even come to the table to make decisions with your spouse, with the other parent. And by modeling to your children that you can make good decisions, over time, the ripple effect takes hold to not only the children, but the community, Yes, to the grandparents, to the aunts and uncles, to every friend around so that they can start hearing about the family that is divorced and start a new language. That divorce doesn't have to be war. It's a transition. It can be a healthy transition. And that's what we're really in search of. That's what we're really about. One point that you mentioned and I thought of was you mentioned, you know, when if I had heard about collaborative when my parents went through a divorce and I had heard rumblings of it because I had had training starting in 2009, but the rumblings were that collaborative was a kumbaya, we all hold hands and um, do a peace dance type process. And while there's certainly a focus on being peaceful and having nonviolent communication, ensuring that we work together in this problem-solving way, it does not mean that everybody's holding hands and all agreeing. It's the way that we disagree and employ tools in order to work through the disagreements, work through the conflict, work in the best interests of the entire family, that motivates everyone to a resolution. So that's a really important point for your listeners to keep in mind if they're considering collaborative. Amazing point. We're talking about being generational chain breakers. And what the amazing thing is, is that we've seen it happen. My clients will bring back their children to meet me. Like I've had that happen twice where they were like, I just wanted Allie to meet you. And I'm like, who I am to you, you know, so, but it's like, instead of in the grocery store running the other direction, when they see me, it's the fact that they're like, you had a positive modeling effect on my communication. And I was able to model that for my children, effective conflict resolution. Think about a world, especially this one that we're living in that could employ effective conflict resolution. I mean, we are at such a loss for that everywhere right now. And a big part of that is that How many generations has this family court system been modeling very poor conflict resolution for children for generations? And it affected my life. It was by the grace of God that I found mediation in college, the place that I like ran away from it all to go figure out how to not live in constant conflict. And then to find mediation and to be a mediator in college The level that that has positively affected the rest of my life, I'll never be able to quantify because just having the tool to be able to resolve conflict is such a huge thing to model, like you said. And it's such a wonderful gift that you give your children because life comes with conflict. That it is inevitable. Life comes with conflict. It's how do you move through it? And so a divorce, it can be a way that you're able to move forward in a positive nature and in a healthy way for your family that's able to respect 
the fact that it is an important process and it is a financial process and it is an emotional process. It is all of those things, but it can still be handled with respect. And I think that that the respect aspect is such a is such a large piece of this. But I think that the work that we're doing is great. And NCKN, we are all members of NCKN, and that is a group here in this state that is very focused on the awareness of all of the members of the state of North Carolina to be able to know your options whenever you're having to face the very difficult decision of divorce. And so if you guys would, I would like for you to tell me, you know, what one of your most you know, when you think about collaborative and you think about your career with collaborative, what is it that you think has given you the most amount of pleasure from being a collaborative attorney? So I would start with saying I wake up and I find it a privilege to come to work every day. I love what I do, right? I, I love it. I love, there's, there are hard days, don't get me wrong, and there are hard moments but I often have people ask me like, oh, aren't you exhausted? And yeah, but, I'm, but I, I love it. I love that I have the opportunity to help people move through this process with some grace and dignity. And the other thing that I love to your point earlier, Ashley, is I often have clients come back with their new boyfriends because oftentimes when they're sitting with me um, or girlfriends, but mostly the boyfriends, but I, they're sitting with me and I'll tell them, cause I've been there, right? I, I consider myself a very strong person emotionally and otherwise. And it, my divorce brought me to my knees and there were some really, really dark days for me, but it led to such light and, and going through that process has given me a lot of strength and a lot of insight into me and brought me to my new husband and my stepchildren. And I tell people there is light on the other side, I promise you. And they'll call me or say like, you were right. I, there's light on the other side. And that, I think that's what brings me the greatest joy is seeing people get to the other side and knowing that you had a, a, a role, knowing I had some small role in helping them hopefully get there in an emotionally sound way. Speaking of light on the other side, <laughs> the imagery of the oh, book. that's beautiful. <laughs> Nailed it. So I think that what divorce attorney says, I love my job, collaborative divorce attorneys. And what should that tell you about the person sitting in front of you, that they're that you're not just a number, that you're not cattle in a herd, that you're not a quantity or a money-making machine, that you are a person with a problem that we value and feel absolutely honored that you choose us to be able to help you get through it in the best way that we can, just because all we're doing every day is trying to make it better for other families, knowing what we went through ourselves. And you are such an emotionally strong person. And I do think it is amazing what we're able to model in that front for our clients. I mean, you know, through envisioning and vision boards and all of that, I feel like I manifested my wonderful husband and baby and life. And it's, I never thought in a million years, like I really, when I got divorced was like, okay, well, I'm going to be a businesswoman and I'm going to go get this. And I didn't really know I was going to get blessed with uh, the angel that is my husband. And I did though. And I want other people to know that not that, you know, the grass is greener, but that in every valley is where you learn the appreciation for the mountains. And if you don't go through the valleys, then everything is a mountain and you have no idea that you're on the top. And you've got to remember that. It's the forest for the trees mentality. You cannot 
be licking termites on the tree. You got to be way back looking at the whole forest, you know? And I feel like so many of my clients are just like, uh, I'm just like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm going to steal that licking termites. <laughs> Stop licking termites. Like a lion king. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, Irene, tell me about how what your response is on that one. Deep question. It is a deep question and one that I love, too, because I adore my job. It's such a privilege. It's not a right to practice law because you have a law degree. It's a privilege. And it takes guts. It takes fortitude. It takes foresight to be able to see how this process transforms families and having been a collaborative attorney and completed so many collaborative matters now in the last eight years almost, I can say that it's my honor to be alongside someone who is grieving one of the deepest losses in their life. And they can't see their way through the tunnel. They can't even see a glimmer of light. And to go all the way through the process. And perhaps it takes longer than the process ending. Perhaps a year or two after that to fully heal. But the clients I have stayed in contact with that I've been a part of their life and witnessed their transformation. Through the grief, they have grown. And they're not just the people who come back and say that they have survived. Don't just say they've survived. They've thrived. Yeah. And to watch that, to be a witness to that, to be able to validate it and experience it is really an incredible honor. And each day I remember that clients surprise me with that out of the blue sometimes. And it's a, the greatest gift to be able to hear someone's story of where they are now, just like I've transformed, just like you transformed and Robin has transformed. That's the other part of the journey is that it's not static as a collaborative lawyer. You don't just take a training course and then embark on this collaborative path. It's constant lifelong learning and reflection yep. and thought and consideration. And that's what I really love about it. Oh, you just said the exact words that I wanted to hear, because what I was going to say is the laws of physics apply everywhere, even in emotions in your life. And for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And I think that what that means to me is every person that I give my time and what I've learned and guidance to I feel like gives me just as much in return because I'm always self-reflecting. I'm always in a growth stage. There are so many man in the mirror moments that my clients have, and it allows me to be able to have the strength and the grace for myself to have man in the mirror moments. And that's what in turn allows me to have a successful marriage because we all know that's work every day. And to be able to try to employ even some of the skills that we have and then for us to all get together. And even like I said in our last NC CAN meeting, for the, me to hold myself accountable to when I start to like get more into business and I'm not as solid within the collaborative principles 
and we're all just, you know, a work in progress. And I think that to be surrounded by each one of us who's constantly on this journey, both for our clients and ourselves, is such an incredibly positive influence. And it is the reverberation effect that we give for the positive ripples that we're sending out. And I think it is kind of a beautiful thing. And when you're thinking about hiring an attorney, I mean, what could you possibly want more in the most rebuilding phase of your entire life, literally starting from the ashes, than someone who is really good at understanding how to be self-reflective and to rebuild. I mean, that's what you would want in your corner. And I think that that's kind of one of the most beautiful things about collaborative. It's so beautiful how the energy goes around in a circle and it gives back to you and you give and it gives back to you. And it's the thing that's healed me from a lot of what happened in my own childhood. And I hope to continue to be able to be surrounded by the two of you with our efforts in North Carolina and across the country. And I think that, you know, this life is a pretty journey and it's not always perfect and it's not always easy, but it is what you make it. And we have made some good choices along the way. So thank you guys for being here with me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been an honor. Always. I always love being around positive energy. Yes. It's so palpable. It is. This has been so wonderful. Thank you. So tell me, uh, Irene, if you'll start, give me your, how do people find you? Tell me about your blog and um, the content that you have, because you have a great blog that I've recently read and other, other pieces and items. But so tell people how they would be able to find you to be able to contact you. Sure. The name of my firm is King Collaborative Family Law. My website is kingcollaborativelaw.com. I have a Facebook page. It's not that well populated, but I'm busy working with clients. <laughs> so you can call me 704-343-1995. Email me, Irene at kingcollaborativelaw.com. And what's your Facebook handle? King Collaborative Family Law. Perfect. So you can find me in Charlotte. I, I do work all over the state with people like like you two. So thank you again. Yes. Robin, how can people find you? You can find me on the web at roadtoresolution.com. And it's all spelled out, R-O-A-D-T-O, resolution, R-E-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. I'm also on Facebook <laughs> with the same name, Road to Resolution, and Instagram at Road to Resolution. And I do also blog, and my blogs you can find either on those platforms or also on my website. I've got a, a tab dedicated to my blogs. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being on here with me and the guest on Divorce Healthy for this collaborative season so that we can spread the awareness and do our responsibility for those who are in need of positive divorce advice. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.